Buddy and his wife, Edna, went to the state fair every year. And every year, Buddy would say, Edna, I'd like to ride in that helicopter. Edna always replied, I know, Buddy, but that helicopter ride is 50 bucks. And 50 bucks is 50 bucks. One year, Buddy and Edna went to the fair, and Buddy said, Edna, I'm 85 years old. If I don't ride that helicopter, I might never get another chance. To this, Edna replied, Buddy, that helicopter ride is 50 bucks, and 50 bucks is 50 bucks. But the pilot overheard this, and he said to the couple, Folks, I'll make you a deal. I'll take you both for a ride, and if you can stay quiet, for the entire ride, and don't say a word, I'll give you the ride for free. And if you if you do, if you say one word, it's 50 bucks. So Buddy and Edna agreed, and they went up, and the pilot did all kinds of ridiculous maneuvers. But not one word was heard. He did his daredevil tricks over and over and over again, but still not a word. When they landed, the pilot turned to Buddy and said, By golly, I did everything I could to tell you, to make you yell, but you didn't. I'm impressed. And Buddy replied, Well, to tell you the truth, I almost said something when Edna fell out, but, you know. <laughs> but 50 bucks is 50 bucks. Why do we care about people? Where did we learn that? Who told us that? Who taught us that? Why is it that the people in this congregation, and I assume most of the folks you know, care about what happens to people? You know, how many they care about or who those are May, may differ. What they understand that to mean may differ. But where did we learn that? Why did we learn that? Well, a couple of years ago, the Washington Post had an article by a Harvard uh, psychologist named Richard Weisbord. And he had found that 80% of the children he and his team interviewed said that their parents were far more likely to uh, commend them and be proud of them for their grades or for their achievements than they were if they did something nice for somebody. They made a bigger deal out of it if they achieved or, or acquired something rather than if they did something kind and generous and um, not necessarily recommend... Not, recognized by everybody around them. The researchers went on to indicate that this is important because 
for children to grow up with that kind of an orientation to the world, they have to be shown it. Now, I don't. I didn't see this study. I don't know what the research was or how it was conducted, but you know, Harvard generally is credible. Um, maybe that's just a duh. Of course we do what we can to try to make the young people that we interact with understand what kindness is, what generosity is. But being intentional about giving that higher priority is something that uh, we may try to encourage in the world around us. The real challenge for me, though, is trying to know how to help people. Just like you, I've spent money and time and, my, and physical efforts and talents and thoughts trying to be of benefit for those who may have less, may be oppressed in some way, may be outsiders in some way. But having grown up in a little Southern Baptist, a little Southern Baptist girl, um, the verses from First Corinthians come to my head when I think about giving away everything and uh, trying to be generous, maybe even to a fault. The verse says, "If I give away all that I possess." to the poor and even offer myself to suffer maybe in their stead but it doesn't say that um, if I'm without love it accomplishes nothing okay in that wonderful book To Kill a Mockingbird Harper Lee has Atticus Finch say to his daughter, Scout, that she'll learn a trick. If she'll learn the trick, she'll get along with folks a lot better. He says, you never really understand a person until you consider things from his point of view, until you climb into his skin and walk around in it. Well, of course, Scout is a little puzzled by this statement. Kids are pretty literal, right? Uh, But I bet many of us in our growing up heard things that were similar to that. Whether it was uh, walk a mile in my shoes or never criticize a person until you've walked a mile in their moccasins. Um, There are all kinds of problems with this approach. First of all, when you followed that advice, you're a mile away and you've stolen somebody's shoes. But the, but the bigger problem is we can't step into somebody else's skin. Can we? 
I mean, the best we can do is try to imagine how they feel or have empathy or try to have empathy for how they feel, but we cannot know what's going on inside somebody else. You know, the responsive reading we had talked about the private things in a bag lady's cart. I had never before reading that thought about them that way. How much intimate meaning those things might have for that person. There's so much I don't understand because of the privilege that I have enjoyed in this world. I read something earlier this week that gave me at least a new thought about it. I mentioned it to someone else and they took exception right off the bat. But, um, you know, what kind of love is that? Is that verse in Corinthians trying to ask us for? I, uh, I really want to read you some excerpts from the thing that I read from Richard Rohr again. He's kind of being my current guru. He's a Franciscan. Um, and this was like, it's excerpts from a couple of different days of his daily reflection. But it said, and again, get out your universal translators. Um, why does the Bible and why does Jesus, and I put in, and I would also add our cultural indoctrination, tell us to care for the poor and outsider? Is it first of all because people need help? Maybe, but I believe it's a much deeper genius. We're the ones who need to move into the worlds of powerlessness for our own, he says, conversion, I say enlightenment, enhancement. We need to meet people whose faith patience and forgiveness tells us we are still in the kindergarten of love. We need to be influenced by people who are happy without having all the things we think are essential to happiness. When we're too smug and content, we really have little need for the hope and promise of good news, he said, gospel. So we make our religion, this is me again, into self-affirming activities. Make our religion into self-affirming activities that ask nothing of us and do nothing for the world. We're never in need of forgiveness because we've constructed a world that allows us to always be right. We're highly insulated from the human situation. When we're self-sufficient, our religion will be corrupt because it doesn't understand the mystery of how divine life is transferred, how people change, how life flows, how we become something more, and how we fall into the great compassion. 
The very word mercy seems newly introduced in our vocabulary as if it were from a language other than our own, a truly foreign concept. Mercy refuses our capitalistic calculations. He used to live in my office or outside my office window. Hadn't been here a while. I wonder what he's up in arms about. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Um, our lack of human compassion is rather starkly revealed in most of the candidates we're considering for public office in the United States. 2,000 years of Jesus' teachings, and I add, and Buddha's, and all of those who come along have come along since then trying to remind us these teachings on compassion, love, forgiveness, and mercy, not to mention basic kindness and respect, are all but forgotten in a narcissistic rage. Western culture has become all about the self, and that's just way too small an agenda. If I gave away everything I had to help other people and went to live in substandard housing someplace to be in solidarity with people, I still wouldn't understand that perspective because it would be my choice. But until I'd spend some kind of time in places like that or or some way strip myself of the of the indulgences and privileges I've had, how am I ever going to understand where that joy and courage and generosity that people who have nothing offer others comes from? If our intention is truly to leave a legacy of caring to the generations that follow us, I think it might be a good idea to give a little thought to changing our approach. Only vulnerable people change. And only vulnerable people change other people.